Welcome to Kylie Mentors Moms, a podcast where you can feel empowered in your role as a business owner and a mother. I'm your host, Kylie Ann, a mom of three and wearer of all of the hats. Let's get started. Today, I want to talk about something that might be a little bit sensitive of a topic, and that is working with your spouse. I work with a lot of different women, and I see a lot of different situations, and there's a lot of different ways that men are not supportive of their wives. And it saddens me that we have to have these conversations, but it's the reality of the situation. There's a lot of a lot of unsupportive husbands out there, and, and that's hard. When you're trying to run a business and when you're trying to start something, or even when you're trying to work out or you're trying to try a new hobby or you're trying to do something for you, it's really, really hard when you're not getting that support from your husband. And one of the reasons why this saddens me the most is because if roles were reversed, there would be no questions, right? We, our husbands go to work from nine to five as expected. They go to the gym when they want to go to the gym. They go to lunch with their coworkers when they want to go to lunch with their coworkers. They go to the dentist when they want to go to the dentist. They don't have to arrange childcare most of the time. They don't have to um, figure out. They just know things are going to be taken care of at home. But when women need to go to the dentist or when women need to go to work or when women need to want to go to lunch with their friends or want to get a massage or do these things that men are just ex- you know, do and expect things to get taken care of, a lot of times it's a fight and it's a battle. And for some of us, we have supportive husbands that, you know, would never bat an eye and say, oh yeah, for sure, I can, you know, be there or I can have somebody there. But even the most supportive husbands, it still falls on the women to find the childcare and to to arrange the schedules to make it all work, right? And so there's already a big load on us, but when there's this reverse, like, expectation that we are just there for them. But then when we want to start a new hobby or we want to start a business like like they have, um, the answer is no. And there's there's no room for negotiation and it can be really devastating. And I've seen this firsthand and I've seen it firsthand a lot. It's not just one person I coach. It's dozens of women that I coach that are feeling stuck because of the lack of support that they have from their spouse. So working with our spouses isn't necessarily just when things are bad or when they're not supportive. I have to use all of these different tools on a daily basis because um, I do a lot now for my business. It has definitely evolved over the years and now I travel and now I have important appointments and now I have things going on just like my husband. And so as both of our like careers have evolved, we've had to use these tools in order to work together to make sure we're on the same page and that we're communicating and all the different things. So the first one is definitely communication. I think communication is so, so, so important and so overlooked. I think a lot of times we think that we've communicated by just either like what we've said or what we haven't said, but they should definitely pick up on um, or by our actions or maybe one time we said this is our dream and then we expect them to remember that three years down the line. So communication is so, so, so important, like open communication where we're telling our spouse exactly what we need from them, when we need it from them, what we want from our business, what that looks like, and just being so, 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 so clear. We cannot expect them to read our minds. They just do not. They do not read minds. We can read their mind and we can read their expressions and we can read things like that most of the time, but most men do not think like that. They just don't. They communicate differently and they want it spelled out to them very clearly. Now, when we're very clear, that doesn't mean blunt and rude, we need to communicate kindly and considerately and just explain our feelings. Like, I am feeling this way when you do this. Um, 
And I know that obviously it's my feelings. I'm taking an accountability that I'm feeling this way, but it would really help me to feel better if maybe when I need to do this, that you can do this. Tomorrow, I have an appointment at this time. I was wondering if you could do this with this thing so that I can do that and that would help me feel supported. Or you can, you know, like whatever it is. Like, obviously, I don't know the situation that you're in, but the more clear you are about how you're feeling and how they can help and what they can do and what time they can be there and what you expect from them, what you need from them, the easier it's going to be. And I think that communication needs to go both ways. If they're like stressed that you're leaving the kids too much or the house is messy or whatever, they need to communicate that back to you instead of just being angry that the house is messy or being angry the kids are being um, put around to different babysitters or whatever so that you can communicate back and say like, I understand that. So maybe we need to have a day or split up our chores differently, or maybe you do more around the house on this day and then I do more on this day or whatever. So obviously it's going to go both ways, but the clearer you are with your communication, your expectations and your feelings, the easier it's all going to be. And I know a lot of us, we just want them to read our minds. We want them, we don't want to say like, I need help cleaning up the house today. We want them to just see the mess and just start cleaning. Or when it, when they do say like, okay, you need help cleaning, what should I do? We don't want to give them a list of all the things that they want to do. We just want to say, okay, look around. Like our mental load is so full. Can't you see things you can start doing? Like it's so frustrating sometimes. But what I've learned is that they they need us to tell them exactly what they need and exactly what to do. And it's it's exhausting. I'm not saying it's not exhausting. Having the full mental load is is hard. But if we want their help, we have to communicate. And that's so, so important. Number two is the realization that resentment is a choice. If you resent your spouse for working or for not helping with the kids or for um, not helping with the chores or not helping with dinner or whatever you resent him for, that is your choice. Your feelings are your choice. And so if you're angry with him or mad or whatever, that's how you're choosing to feel. And I'm not saying that it's wrong because I, you know, think those things are not so nice either. I want to say a not nice word, but I think when our husbands expect things from us that are just unrealistic or not fair, like I get riled up when I hear stuff like that too. And, and, you know, sometimes I want to choose anger and I want to choose to be in a bad mood. But when we choose those things, we're not helping anything. We just feel in a bad mood. And a lot of times they don't even notice or care that we're in a bad mood. So we're just feeling more yucky instead of communicating what we need or making it happen without necessarily their help. So I have several coaching clients that have come to me and said, my husband doesn't want me to work outside the home for whatever reason. Maybe it's because um, he doesn't, he wa- you know, wants me to, he doesn't want the kids to be watched by somebody else or he doesn't want me to spend money on something that he thinks isn't going to work out. Um, so there's lots of different reasons husbands have and I think all of them are silly. But instead of doing what she wanted to do, these different women, they all were just like, my husband won't let me. And they chose to be resentful and be mad at their husband. And they thought they're keeping the peace by not doing what they want to do. But really, they weren't keeping the peace at all because it turned to resentment and anger and just feeling really like defeated. And there's no peace in that, in those feelings. So I have two women I'm coaching in this scenario kind of simultaneously. One woman was like, okay, sorry, like I understand you don't want the kids to go somewhere else, but I need to be at work at this time. Um, I have a babysitter named this person. This is who it is. Like we trust her. I vetted her. Like we both know her. If you're not comfortable with that, feel free to take the time off. And she stood up for herself. 
The other woman, it was a money issue. He didn't want to invest in her business. He He's like, you know, you don't have money for that. And so there's two situations. So one, um, they went back and forth and discussed their budget and they both decided, okay, if you like you get a blow fund and I get a blow fund, we both get $100 a month out of our budget and you don't get to ask what I spent mine on and I don't get to ask what you spent yours on. And it's this is a great idea. Um, we did this in the beginning of our marriage just so that like if he wants to spend money on something stupid that I don't approve of, I it doesn't matter because it's not coming out of like our family money. And this is a great idea for anyone that struggles with money fights is both of you having a blow fund. It matches. It's equal. And it's no question to ask. You don't get to have any judgments for what he spends his money on and you don't get to have any judgments back for what you spend your money on. Um, and then a third person kind of in the same similar situation. It was a money problem. She decided to get a job where she could take her kid. It was just like a, a house cleaning job. And she's like, hey, I'll clean your house. I need to make this extra money. Can I bring my kid? And she took her kid and she made extra money so she could invest in the tools she needed to start her business. So what I'm saying with resentment as a choice is you can choose to let your husband tell you what you can and can't do and then resent him for it. Or you can look for ways out of it and stand up for yourself. So that leads me into number three, which is standing up for yourself. It's so important to stand up for your needs because what happens is you will spend your whole life putting yourself on the back burner over and over and over, letting everybody else do what they want to do, have what they want to have, be who they want to be, try out for what they want to try out, explore all these things. And then you're going to get to a point when your kids are gone and everything you did for them was amazing. And you look back and you're like, okay, I don't even know who I am. My husband has all these hobbies and all these friends and all these experiences and all this. And I just served everybody else. And there are people that that want to serve and they want like that fulfills them. But there's a point when you need to turn around and be like, okay, but what do I do for me? You can serve all day long, but you also need to serve yourself. You are included in that. And you need to stand up for your needs, your mental health, your hobbies, your talents, what you want to do, because your needs are just as important as your family's needs. And so if you get to a point where you're focusing so much on everybody else's needs and you forget about yours, you're going to find burnout. You're going to find mental health issues. And you're going to not be able to serve to your full capacity because you put yourself on the back burner. So it's so, so important to stand up for yourself and for your needs and to communicate those needs with your family. Number four, there are more ways to get help besides your husband. A lot of people make the excuses like, I I can't work because my husband, you know, won't pay for it. Or I won't work because my husband won't let me spend money. Or I won't work because... Um, my husband's schedule is too crazy and I don't have childcare or I can't work because my husband can't can't watch the kids that day or he's going to a work trip or he's going golfing or he's doing this or whatever. I hear all these excuses all the times of why they can't do something because of their husband. But I'm here to tell you there are so many other ways to get help besides just your husband. There's childcare, there's neighbors, there's swapping, you know, with other families, there's daycares, there's school, there's all these other ways that you can get help and resources without having to use your husband. Maybe your husband's schedule is so, so busy and there's just no way that he can be there to help with the kids and it's just crazy. That's when you work with neighbors or you swap kids with somebody or a friend or you hire a babysitter. Don't make the excuse you can't do something because of your husband's X, Y, and Z because there are so many other ways to make it work and it doesn't have to be your husband to be that support person. And honestly, I think my marriage got better when I stopped expecting him to be the person that swaps me out. 
when I was working and he was working and then we'd have to switch kids and whatever. And like, we never saw each other because we were always just working on opposite schedules. As soon as I started working when I needed to work and he started working when he needed to work and we got childcare when we both, when those things kind of went overlapping. Um, as soon as we started doing that, our marriage got better. We were more connected. We weren't just babysitters passing each other in the night. Like we were a family and we were able to get the stuff we needed to get done in productive work time, on our own schedules, and then come together and just have a marriage instead of this pass-off thing. And obviously, that's not always available, depending on where you live or if you can find childcare or whatever, but there are other ways, and I, I want you to explore the other ways, because even if it just means working when your kids have quiet time and you set up a quiet activity in the same room and you work next to them, or you work during nap time or whatever it is, Stop relying on your husband to make your business work. And finally, therapy is awesome. Therapy, counseling, energy, or whatever it is, whether you do it individually to help empower yourself or you do it together to help empower your relationship, having a mediator in the middle of this these kind of big struggles is so, so valuable and so helpful in just creating harmony within your marriage it's not always easy to both be working and to both have schedules and to both have passions and to both have lives. But when we can work together and we can work with tools to make sure that we both are getting our needs and desires met, then our whole marriage and family just gets a whole lot better. Thank you for being here on the Kylie Mentors Moms podcast. If you have a friend that needs to hear this message, please share it. Hang out with us daily at Kylie and Studios on Instagram and use the hashtag Kylie Mentors Moms.